if you have people who are minimum wage, blue collar workers, they're going to likely come to you with the world sucks and I suck worldview. You cannot move them into the world is great and I am great. You have to take them through the stages. If the world sucks and I suck is my worldview, it's actions before worldview. If I can't get you to take an action and fake it till you make it, you're never going to move out of that world. I'm your host, Anna Malikian. And before we start with today's show, please remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. Expanding possibilities, the this episode is an interview originally recorded on Joss Patrick's podcast. Joss is a dear friend with deep experience as a business consultant and is passionate about helping business owners create extraordinary value with their companies and their lives. Joss is also the author of two easy-to-read and powerful books, Sustainable, a fable about creating a personally and economically sustainable business, and this sale-ready company, what it takes to create a business someone would want to own, even if you have no intention of selling. Now, let's go to our conversation. Hey, how are you today? This is Josh Patrick, and you're at The Sustainable Business. And my guest today is Anna A. Malikian. Anna is an old friend of mine, um, not meaning that she's geographically old, but, you know, or age old, but she, we've been friends for a while. First met Anna at um, a thing called Book Yourself Solid, and she is a senior certified coach with Book Yourself Solid. She has a PhD. She's got like 900,000 different degrees. Mm -hmm. Really smart person. And the reason we're talking today is I have this chicken and egg thing that's been running around in my head for months now. And I help, I think that Anna can help us with that. And before I bring Anna in, I got to tell you what my question is. Is it mindset or is it action? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's bring Anna on. Hey, Anna, how are you today? It's wonderful to be here. Well, thanks so much for joining me. And um, tell us a little bit about yourself before I get into my, my topic for the day. So I'm a business coach. Uh, my background is psychology. That is the, maybe the two important things here for our conversation today. And of course, if people are wondering about my accent, uh, originally, I'm from Portugal, uh, and that is, far as my accent is a little bit different than people maybe are used to. Cool. So, Anna, um, I know that you've done a lot of work around mindset, and my question is: um, Is it mindset first, or is it actions first? And um, because I think one of the things that I enjoy of uh, all our previous conversations is I think we, uh, let's dig a little bit before I go exactly to my view on this, uh, because I think everything depends on how you define mindset. 
because mindset is one of those words that is very used nowadays. Everybody, oh, you have to have a positive mindset. Oh, you have to work your mindset. But there is not much definition uh, of what does that mean and then how to work it out. Uh, and in my view, we can see mindset as like a collection of thoughts, of beliefs that shape the way we see the world. That will be a short definition of it. And we also can see mindset as habits of mind. I don't know if you agree with this definition, if you have a different definition of mindset. Well, it, it, no, it's actually a little bit different. The, your first definition is what I would call worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think worldview it, it comes out of stated and unstated values that we have. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you play around with that, it's really a good idea to take a deep dive into your values. So you understand where your worldview comes from. Mm -hmm. So how do you see mindset different from worldview? Mindset to me um, is what are my beliefs around something? And a lot of times I think mindset is often, I mean, this is just my, my idea and I mm -hmm. really want to hear what you think about this. Mindset is sort of the unconscious belief system that we live that controls our actions in a way. So what's your thought on that? Is so another way of seeing, because I think that there are, how do you say, there is a, sub, um, a part of the worldview and the mindsets that there is some common, how do you say, superposition of the two. Uh, and another way of seeing the mindsets is like a glasses. I think a great example is the glasses that you wear. You wear glasses, I wear glasses. Many people will have in their experience, if it's not the, uh, the reading glasses or glasses will be the shades for the sun. So it's an experience that everybody, uh, most people have. Uh, when we have wear glasses for a while, we become unaware that we are wearing glasses. So it's that unconscious things. We are not thinking that we are wearing glasses, but we are. And there is a frame and a lens in our glasses. Mindset can be seen as that glasses that we have, that is that, uh, filters the way we see the world. And we are not always conscious about that filtering that we are doing. And the filtering is that belief system that is there. Um, and the thing that we can add to this metaphor is that we use different glasses for different occasions. And even with mindsets, we, we have different mindsets depending on the things that are around us. One of the authors that I love uh, her work on mindset, I have to recommend one person will be her, that is Carl Dweck, that possibly you are familiar with her work. Yeah. Uh, she speaks about the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. And the, uh, the, the fixed mindset is that, uh, that believes that we have about something that uh, we have the belief that we cannot change. For instance, uh, the belief about, of the mindset about our artistic abilities, if we are good to drawing and to art and creativity. Uh, many of us 
because we didn't develop that. We believe that, no, I'm never, I'm not a good drawer and I will never go to do, be able to do a good sketch of another person. I froze when I was like in fourth grade and is there where I am? And because I don't have the capacity to be better than that. That will be a fixed mindset. Uh, the grow mindset around it that we can change from fixed to grow, we can change the glasses, is start to question that and say, no, you can learn things. Yeah, maybe you will never, probably you will never be Picasso. Okay, we give you that. But you can improve a lot and do a really good sketch of somebody if you put the effort and the time to learn a set number of skills that is possible. So, uh, and that is the changing of beliefs. So, uh, yes, a lot of time our mindsets are unconscious, but I think we can bring them awareness to them, the light to it, and that allow us to change them. Yeah, the, the thing that you um, are talking about, I think, gets to a question, and I want to go to a fellow named Dave Logan shortly, but there's a question is that is it better for us to focus on our strengths or improve our weaknesses? And I've asked this question probably to over a thousand people over the years. Uh, and the answer is a really interesting answer I get, depending on who it is I'm asking it to. So um, if I ask that question to a group of business owners, they universally except for two people and i probably asked 500 600 business owners this question they always answer is improve my strengths when i ask this to employees is to improve my weaknesses fantastic and i just find that absolutely fascinating and in my opinion i will my answer will be it depends of the circumstances because I think there is place for both things. Well, here's what I've learned, and this is from my own personal experience. I kind of have this Piaget thing going on with business management, is I look around me and see what I see, and I think there's a generalized principle, because I believe they're all pretty similar at the, at the end of the day. But here's what I've, I've, I've learned in my own life. I can get all the way up to highly functional, mediocre for things I don't have talent at. And I can be world-class at things I do have talent at with the same amount of effort. So for the most part, I mean, there are things I like, you know, I'm playing around with video editing, which I don't have a ton of edit talent for, but it's fun. So I put time into it. But and I, you know, became a mediocre musician by practicing really hard. I became a mediocre athlete by practicing really hard, but I became a world-class business consultant by taking the skill set I had and putting the same amount of effort in, but a much better result. So wouldn't it make sense to just focus on that area where you have that unique ability and manage the rest of the stuff around you? I think, uh, Again, I go to the annoying, it depends, because, for instance, thinking about a business that is starting, uh, one person that is starting a business, small business, brick and mortar, or even an online business, in the beginning, it's good to have the capacity and the grid 
to wear different hats, to do different things, to even learn the mediocre, but get it done uh, and to get things out of the ground. If we stay there, then we just have a mediocre business. Right. That, uh, that, that's where if, most business owners are, by the way. Yes. And but then if we arise that, okay, we did so far, we got it out of the ground. Now what is the next step of growing? It's a different circumstances, a different moment. Now is the time to focus on my strengths and bring some, start to build the team where they have the strengths in things that I'm not as good as and grow from there. And that will allow the business to grow. So, so in the beginning, it's good to have the capacity of the different hats, even if some hats are not so, so good or we are not so good at them. But then we have to have the capacity of saying, okay, now it's time to change that dynamic. And that is it's the tricky thing. This is what Marshall Goldsmith launched his career on with uh, what take you here will not take you there. It's in is the, the things that make us successful until a certain point, like being able to wear the different hats and learn uh, loads of stuff and make it okay at least to get it out of the door, then will not work if we want to take it to the next level. And in the next level, it's like if you want to be a, 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 a world-class athlete, okay, you focus on the area where your genes, where your nature is uh, already good, and you have to put a lot of work to go to the top, and you can become the top one or in the top class. Uh, it's much more difficult to do that if you are not playing on your strengths. But even in that case, sometimes there can be a weak point that you need to address in order to catalyze your strengths. I don't well, that, see that either or. Yeah, that's absolutely, I mean, it's absolutely true that if you are working on your strengths, you're going to have to work on some of those strengths more than other strengths. You know, like, let's say I'm a great athlete, but I, I'm a basketball player, and I can't shoot an 18-foot jump shot. Well, I'm going to practice an 18-foot jump shot so I can actually do the rest of my game better, mm -hmm. which is enough. But if you look at my beginning in the vending business, which is my first business I did for 20 years, um, my joke is I should never have tools in my hand. <laughs> because I'm completely spastic trying to fix things. I remember spending two and a half hours trying to fix something with a cigarette machine back in 1976, which took a mechanic literally three minutes to fix. So uh, even when you're starting a business, if you find yourself spending hours and hours and hours not being successful or something, you need to stop that and find someone that can do it. Otherwise, your business never gets off the ground. And the question is, did you learn from that experience of spending two hours on something to try to fix the cigarette machine? And then oh, yeah, I learned very quickly that I should never try to be a mechanic. Because I, I think is that capacity of learning that is the important thing. How yeah. quick are we to learn? How quick are we to adapt to the new circumstances? Yeah, well, I, I think it, a lot of that is telling yourself the truth. You know, I have to look myself in the mirror and say, look, here's where I'm good at. You know, I am not an especially warm, fuzzy guy. And if I need warm fuzzies in my organization, I really need to bring somebody in who's good at that. I tend to be to the point in a little bit uh, blunt. 
some would say, ridiculously blunt. And the truth is, I'm pretty blunt. Uh, I don't, you know, want to spend a lot of time making people feel good, although I want people to feel good. So... And, and, and let's go in that example, because I think that shows another nuance of this, because that is a strength, being able to take tell things as it is. And many business owners, uh, high achievers, they appreciate that. So that is a strength, and possibly you polish that strength. And at the same time, that is like, we, we can call it a shadow of that strength, that if you didn't have learned during all your years of experience that there are right moments to say things and not right moments to say things, uh, you possibly will not be so successful as you are. Yeah, yeah, we have to sort of know when when to keep your mouth shut. And I unfortunately don't always follow that. <laughs> and, and circling back, because that is the action, circling back to... So if so, uh, uh, if we see the mindset as this set of glasses that we put, that is our beliefs, that the, the, the uh, filter the way that we see the world. And yes, uh, that in the way that we behave, in the way that we act. Uh, so can be the temptation to think that, okay, is that that creates the action. And we can see things from that perspective. But is there, I think, where it comes the egg and the chicken? We can see, yes, the chicken comes from the egg. But for every egg, you have to have a chicken. For if we have a certain filtration system, you have to have actions, you have to have learnings that create that filtration, that glasses that you wear. So I think... For me, is not what comes first the right question, is what is easy for a certain person for us to help change, because by changing that, we are changing the other. Some people is by changing their circumstances, their surroundings, get them in the action mode, even without them understanding exactly why if we, that will change the way they, they think about things. And the people, we really have to work the, their thinking and their beliefs first in order for them to change actions. And, and just what, what is the leverage that is easy to tap into? So you just, you just um, uh, started talking about something which I actually think is the crux of this whole thing. Is it mindset first or is it action first? And this is really important for people who are listening who own businesses and want to, quote, motivate their employees, which is you have to meet people where they are. Um, there's an organizational development guy at USC named Dave Logan. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Mm -hmm. But Dave Logan talks about four stages of where people are. Uh, and there, this is, a, I'm paraphrasing, it's not exactly what he says, but it's close enough. The world sucks, I suck. The world's okay, but I still suck. The world is okay, and I'm okay. The world is great, and I'm great. Now, if you're, and you have to take people from, if you have people who are minimum wage, blue collar workers, they're going to likely come to you with the world sucks and I suck worldview. 
you cannot move them into the world is great and I'm great. You have to take them through the stages. And it seems to me, I just want to run this by you, that if the world sucks and I suck is my worldview, it's actions before worldview. If I can't get you to take an action and fake it till you make it, you're never going to move out of that world. Okay, so let's go slowly. Okay. <laughs> so, so the phases that you are describing is the world suck, I suck, yeah. the world is okay, yeah. but I suck, yeah. and then uh, I think I miss one, and then the world is great and I'm great. Yeah, but the one before this, the world's okay and I'm okay. Well, yeah, it's okay. So it's a gradient there. It's okay, I'm okay. So one, two, three, four. So the the world suck, and I'm so if the person has a, a, a vision of the surroundings that's negative, is everything against me, or and, and nothing is, and and they see themselves as I cannot do anything about, I'm not good at this. What will be the, and again depends of the personality traits of the person, because. For some, there is no doubt that changing a little bit the system around the person uh, will help move the person. Because we we are an, uh, uh, human beings, we are animals, we live in a group. And the way that dynamic of the group has an influence in us as individuals without any doubt, and by changing that dynamic around us, that is going to have an effect of, on us. And at the same time, we have examples of people that have the worst dynamics around them, and they manage to bring be the agent of change. So, uh, give me try to give me a, a concrete example uh, because I think will be easier to go from there. Okay, so um, we're almost out of time ah, on the okay. podcast, but we're not quite there. So I'm going to. I'll tell you what I call the Tanya story. I'll tell yes. you the fast version. Tanya mm -hmm. was somebody who worked in my commissary making sandwiches for me. You've probably actually heard me tell the story. I've told it like a zillion times. And Tanya was doing a terrible job, just a terrible job. And to get Tanya so I didn't have to fire her, I had to get her to take action about fixing the food that she was making. Once I got Tanya to take responsibility for fixing the food, which was the first step. And then her mindset started to move into, I will be personally responsible and I'm not gonna blame my manager and I'm not gonna justify my way through working in this company or actually living my life. And by making that first step, Tanya got in the position where she was able to move through the stages where she eventually got to the point where the world is pretty good and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But we had to go step by step by step. And it was over a period of years. And Tanya went from being somebody who was on my list of fire to being my commissary manager. And, and my main thing is that the entry point uh, uh, could have been both. If uh, she had gone to a motivational uh, uh, to an event where they spoke a lot about the power of a positive thinking and she got very motivated with that and you can improve what you do and you can be better and she arrived there and that she changed her way of what she was doing and then to do things in a different way, acting in a different way, 
she starts to change her mindset. I think always can be both ways. The question is, what is the easiest way in a certain set of circumstances? And sometimes it's the action. You know, that was my my point is there are times where action needs to lead mindset. Yeah, totally. And, there are and times I totally where, agree. And there are times where mindset has to leave action. So let's talk about the world of positive psychology or what I what is also known as appreciative inquiry. Mm -hmm. I, think, I actually think appreciative inquiry combines the two. Expand a little what you understand as appreciative inquiry. Okay, appreciative inquiry, you know, typically in a business, we look for problems and we fix problems. Mm -hmm. And going at my mindset, which is more important for me to expand on strengths and manage weaknesses, that's the backwards way of making your company better. Now, sometimes you have to fix problems that you have. If you're not shipping on time, you better learn to ship on time. But most of the time, we can find things that we're doing better. And it's much easier to make the better world class than get the bad stuff up to world class. Uh, so if we focus on what works and finding ways of expanding what works, we can often get to breakthrough innovations. Yes. And the thing, again, sometimes is the differentiation there between there are um, a certain set of skills in a business that most businesses have to have, uh, like let's call the operations of the businesses, of a business. Uh, even if it's in an okay level, certain things have to be there. Yes. You have to get to a point of having... Um, I mean, we all have lim minimum levels of what expectations are. But if I'm going to look at an opportunity to fix something or take advantage of something, typically it's two sides of the same coin. And by taking advantage of something that works and really focusing on that, we'll often overcome any of the issues that are bad things in the company. Um, also, from the point of mindset of the employees in the company. When you're working on things that to make better, you're not making them wrong. You're helping them develop their strengths. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, now this doesn't work obviously for a one person company, but it certainly works for a five person company, which is knowing how to build a complementary team. So we're all working yes. in our unique ability areas. And, and all the five person team and even if it's one person team the important thing is to know where are you leading where what is the goal what is the big thing that you want to be known for that it's the big strength because yes. if there is no clarity about that then you yourself in a one person business you can be pulling against yourself in different directions and in a team you can have the amazing team but if it's not clarity about the the big thing that the company is known for the big strength then you it's like uh, having a, a basketball uh, uh, the tor um, game that there is not a clear basket hoop to put the ball in you, you are not going to score right so the, the 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 thing is and it goes back to at least in my opinion to values 
I mean, if, if you're a values-led company, it's pretty easy to figure out what is it that I stand for. And the stand for that, I think your work there is really, I would say it's really important to know what you stand for, what are the values. And at the same time, is not the goal a complementary thing to that? So um, I, I'm trying to think about an example. Uh, I coach. I coach uh, uh, leadership coaches and other coaches to how to have a good marketing and sales process in place. That is what I offer as my service and is totally complementary with my values. But it's not, how do you say, it's one of the ways that I'm, um, how do you say, I'm living my values, but could, I could pick another what to replace that. Does this make sense? But the values remain the same. Yes. But the, the, where I see a lot of, um, what's the word I'm trying to, not pressure, but uh, disconnects in businesses, is a business owner is not living their values while they're running their business. So there's always this internal fight going on and they're not nearly as efficient as they should be because instead of doing what they have a unique ability for and something they believe in and about, they're making things up. Like the job of all businesses is to focus on profit. Mm. Well, I'm gonna tell you that most business owners I know would not put profit or what I call financial uh, responsibility or financial, um, uh, you know, fi financial strength as a top core value. They have other core values and they know they have to make money, but if they're focusing on making money and not focusing on what their value is, they're probably going to do either. Yeah, because they have to, to be in alignment with their values. I totally agree with that because that is where they get the energy to keep going and to keep, uh, how do you say, to going in one direction. But they have to have clear, and the goal can be making a, dif making a difference, and you can word that in many different ways, or making an impact in the community, feeding their family, putting the kids on college. But it has to be, but for the money is... Uh, like for an athlete, we have to have the, if you are doing any sports, the blood has to be flowing. Otherwise, we are not alive. Right. The, in a company, the money is our blood. It has to yes. be flowing. Otherwise, uh, how do you say, we are inert. We, we cannot, a company cannot uh, move. That uh, is not, we are not doing a sport. Uh uh, because of the blood. That is just one thing that is there that we need to move our body. So to yes. move a company to go in a certain direction, we, we need to have the financial thing in place. We need to keep that moving. But that is not the goal per se. Right, right. So um, Anna, unfortunately, we are out of time. <laughs> So we're going to have to leave it there. Yeah. And did, did you have, in terms of the egg and the chicken, did you have an, an, um, any new thing that op uh, allow, that you are seeing differently at the moment? Not really. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of, you know, I think this is an ongoing um, dilemma that I'm going to be playing around with in my brain for quite a while. Uh, I think that there's times where, 
mindset needs to lead, and there are times that action has to lead. And going back to Paul Hersey and uh, Ken Blanchard's first work, it's really situational. Yes, it's not either or, it yes. depends. It, I think it's a depends is the answer is, is what I've come up with. And um, you've helped me sort of believe that it's a bit stronger event than before we started our conversation today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Follow Josh Patrick's podcast by searching for Cracking the Cash Flow Code. You can find these and other links on the show notes. Expanding possibilities, the mindset zone. Thank you for listening and remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone. As always, I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible for you, for the ones around you, for the world. <laughs>